you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Boy, she nails it perfectly. Aren't you glad after 15 years I gave up singing that line? No one wants to hear me sing that line. It's better when the Iron Lady does it. There you go, from the Bugs Bunny clips. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we bring you the smartest, brightest people who share with you the stories of the world and their journeys of life or lifetimes, depending upon which Hollywood star you talk to. And uh, basically, stories are the owner's manual to life, as we always say here on the show. For 16 years, we've been bringing you the CEOs, the governors, the White House presidential advisors, the billionaires, the Pulitzer Prize winners, all of the most smartest people, the authors who write books and can bring you the uh, just the gelatized, <laughs> the gelatized, concentrated version of their knowledge and dispense it to you within up to an hour on the Chris Foss Show, or what we like to call the Chris Foss Show Glow. So there you go. Thereby, you get the most wonderful most brilliant things and you get it what is it three to four times a weekday 15 to 20 times a week so make sure you guys keep up as always i set this up to beg plead and be desperate with you to refer the show to your family friends or relatives go to goodreads.com for says chris foss linkedin.com for says chris foss subscribe that big linkedin newsletter the 130,000 linkedin group there youtube chris foss one the tiktok and chris foss facebook we have an amazing gentleman on the show with us today and he's gonna be talking to us about a variety of stuff that he's into and uh, he will be entertaining uh, or else I don't know what that means. We... <laughs> Sounds like a threat, doesn't it? He's an attorney, so I may have issues with that. Rob Siglimin... Sig... Siglim Paglia is on the show with us. Did I get that right, Rob? You got it. Yes. There you go. There you go. He. It, what, what is the origin of that name? Italian. Italian. He's got a... T- I don't even know if that's an Italian thing. So we have... <laughs> Robert on the show with us today. He's going to be talking to us about his stuff. And he's done quite the adventure. If you're not entertained by his life, I don't know what to tell you. He has appeared on national television many times. He's best known as the dad on the 2012 Chevy Super Bowl commercial, Happy Grad. His very first adventure in the acting field was a show called American Experience Hijacked, which aired nationally on PBS TV. It was narrated by Campbell Scott. Besides television, he's done many film projects in leading or supporting roles. He's produced 35 films and television projects and acted in several, including The Bathtub Chronicles, Within and Without, where he won several Best Actor Awards and films won hundreds of festival awards. He's currently involved in the production side for Sweeney Todd on Broadway. He's done on-camera voice, on-camera or voiceovers for many recognizable brand names, perhaps his most prominent voiceover project was today was the director for sessions for bixby the voice of samsung galaxy phones and products welcome to the show robert how are you i'm doing well thanks for having there me there you go so i can blame you for all that bixby stuff going on on my <laughs> samsung phone huh yeah a little bit you can blame me a little bit for it <laughs> there you go samsung keeps pushing that they try and force you to use it i'm like no 
but yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're trying to get. Uh, I mean they they work with all the the appliances and the TVs together. Yeah, phones. So that's why they try to. That's why they push yeah, it. So. Get get that thing. It's it's their own version of Siri, I think, isn't it? Yes, it's like Siri, yeah. but it, it's it's expended for all their all everything that they manufacture uses Bixby. So there you go. Give us your dot coms. Where do you want people to find you out on the interwebs? Best place to find me is. R O B S C I G Rob Sig E S Q dot com. Mm-hmm. That's my my law site. My acting site is Robert Paglia dot com. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on www.attyondemand.com. There you go. So attorneyondemand.com, which is what we'll be talking a little bit about today. And then you also have a book that you put out called Voice Over Legal. And yes. people can order that up on Amazon or wherever that's found. Give us the 30,000 version of what's inside that book there. The voiceover legal, because I'm an attorney, <laughs> and I started doing voiceover work. Many of my colleagues, my voiceover colleagues, would ask me legal questions. Mm-hmm. So I kept getting the same questions over and over again. You know, should I form an LLC? How, what happened? How do, can I get sued? You know, should I get insurance? Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I wrote, started writing those questions down. And then the book is basically a chapter for each of those common questions. That oh, really? I and I put it out and uh, it was a, it's, I think it's like number seven on the Amazon bestseller list for entertainment law, right? As we sit here and it was, it hit number one for a while. And it's, it's the resource that a lot of voice talent use when they're trying to figure out the legal side of the voiceover business. That's pretty good because I imagine there's a lot of that going on where, you know, you've got to figure it all out and, and uh, you know, it's a business as opposed to just Correct. voiceover. Correct. So it's very interesting. And then your your law site, Attorney on Demand, does that as well, I guess. Yes, Attorney on Demand is a, a membership so that if an actor, voiceover artist, filmmaker, any business owner really, if they they want an attorney on retainer but they don't want to pay mm-hmm. thousands of dollars, they go to go there, they pay a low monthly fee they get i can answer their questions as many as they have as like 24 7 and they get a whole bunch of discounted and free services for being a member so there you go much cheaper than you know throwing down that giant that giant upfront payment that giant retainer exactly when you need an attorney i have i've a seen that bucks a month yeah exactly. i've seen that movie that's uh, yeah and so they can go on there they can get the legal counsel that they need uh, they can find out how to protect their family and stuff and uh, all that good stuff. And it's fairly more inexpensive, you know, because, yeah, hiring an attorney, yeah, especially when you have, have to do court stuff, it's quite expensive. Yes. Yeah. And many times people don't know who to call. So mm-hmm. that solves that problem right there. They can call yeah. me right away. I'm, I'm on retainer for them. And if we need to get another attorney involved because it's a specialized area, we could do that. You know, it it's it, it, it it's just a, one less headache for people to have if, you know, in case something happens, they, they know mm-hmm. to consult. So This is probably helpful a little bit during the recent uh, writer strike and all the Hollywood strikes that were going on. I'm not sure they've all been resolved, but it was probably yeah. helpful during that time. Yep. The writer strikes resolved, SAG strikes resolved. There was the hotel union strike, then there it's getting resolved little by little out in California. Yeah. So Everyone's on strike. So yeah. there you go. Or they yeah. were on strike. <laughs> that says a lot about what's going on with our country right now. So it, yeah, it's interesting time. The, I mean, the ba- basically the baby boomers retired earlier than they would have with COVID. A lot of Gen X did too, as well. And what, most people don't realize that we we don't have enough employees. <laughs> right. 
And we yep. also wages have not kept up with inflation, unfortunately. So yeah. And they're are, and you know what are they gonna people, do? And people are complaining about the prices, but they don't want immigrants to move into the country. So there you go, people. You you're creating your own problem. The uh, people don't realize. I mean, there are. I, I was reading. I think it was the New York Times, the Washington Post. For every seven boomers that are retiring and Gen X that are retiring early because they're like they saw COVID and went, "We're out, man. Fuck this." For every one of them is retiring right now. For every seven of them, they these these are skilled journeymen. You know, they have you know forty years of knowledge under their belt. They're master tradesmen. Mm -hmm. They know their stuff, right? For every seven of those that are retiring, there is one novice guy who's like a beginner who's taking their place. That's how offset things are right now, and, and it's going to be interesting. And if you don't think inflation is going to kick in and people are going to charge a lot of more prices, we're going to have the same in the medical field as well. So there you go. So it's going to be an interesting four years. People can utilize your service. They can access it there. They can see different plans and all that good stuff. Anything more we need to touch on there that you're doing at that place? I'm I, 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 a very much full service attorney. I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but you know, not only mm -hmm. do I do a voiceover, I, I do them myself. I'm a voiceover artist and an actor, so I have that perspective. I do taxes, so that's another big reason why people that are in business like to, to consult with me because taxes are always always an issue, always an issue. So it's you know that's. One of the things I like to do is be able to be a little diversified so I can answer people's questions on the right and the left brain. <laughs> there you go. With taxes in Hollywood, it's kind of an issue because if you work in different states to film projects and stuff, right, you got to pay the taxes in those states, right? Correct. Yeah. You, so, well, you have to, the way it works is you, you have, you pay in the state you're in. So, uh -huh. if you're, you know, like I'm in the New York area, if I go out to LA and I do a job, I'd have to pay the LA tax, um, the California tax, but I, I get a credit on that, so I don't have to pay. It cuts a credit on my federal return and my okay. state return here. But I mean, you still have to fill out the paperwork, right? You still have to do the paperwork, yeah, or, or you just forget about it if it's not enough. Like I know some people that just don't worry about filling out the paperwork and you'll know, forego the whatever it would normally they'd get a refund, and they just mm -hmm. it's not worth it. You know, the twenty bucks or whatever I'm going to get back. Twenty bucks <laughs> so, residual check that you got, yeah whatever but i know you know some actors especially big actors they work all over there's what is it the georgia there's the one gentleman the famous actor produced all those films in cross-dressing <laughs> uh matea or whatever what's his name but i mean he's made a lot of money he's got like a huge tyler, tyler perry there it is yeah. he's got a if you've seen his house down in georgia i have not but i'm i mean i've seen the studio so just imagine. <laughs> it's insane it makes the it makes the the versailles the gardens of versailles or whatever look like I don't know, Amateurville doesn't really, but it's Yeah, I mean, if you're making income in all 50 states, obviously, that's where it gets complicated. You know, you, yeah. have, you have to have your home state where you can credit all the taxes you're paying from the other states, but you got to do all the paperwork. <laughs> so what made you, I mean, you're kind of an interesting guy because you're into acting and, you know, do movies and, and voiceover and stuff, but then you're also an attorney. Most most people just ride one horse, but you're, yeah. what got you into wanting to do both, I guess? So I, I started out as an attorney. Mm -hmm. I, I went right from undergrad to law school, mm -hmm. came out, started practicing law. But I was always, I was like, I was a DJ in college. I always did the technical side of things, mm -hmm. you know, the cameras, the 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 mixing board, all that stuff for the for the for the plays and for the shows. And I was always, I was always too 
reserved, too much of an introvert to hmm. go in front of the camera and act, even though I liked it. Um, so it was I was practicing about ten years, doing well, but I just kind of felt like you know there's got to be more to this, and I always wanted to act. So mm-hmm. I just I took a class in adult ed for uh, for voiceover just to check it mm. out. You know, I didn't really even know what it was. I thought I thought voiceovers was cartoons. That's that's what I thought it was. I didn't know how big <laughs> voiceovers was, and mm. I loved it. Mm. I fell in love with it. So then I took more classes. I started taking acting classes. You know, I really I really got into it, and I really I realized how much harder <laughs> acting is than law school was. It's hard. So. Oh. It you know it's hard to make an income. It's hard to learn. It's you know mm-hmm. it's it's a completely different type of learning. So yeah, you know, you're, you're learning more about feelings, and you're not learning, <laughs> and it's not logic. It's, yeah, like the, the 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 attorney business is real cerebral. Exactly, logic. very much logical. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's. I mean, there are there is some creative element to it, which is why I like yeah. it because I do trial law as well, and that's you know you really you know trying to think on your feet. That's where the acting really helps. Mm. So they do complement each other. There you go. Acting um, in front of the jury it, it, and the judge and stuff. Exactly. And it, and it does help you use both sides of the brain. So that's, mm-hmm. I like the balance. You know, and, and people ask me, which you may ask me now, but people ask me, like, what do, what do I like better and what do I want to do? And, and I, yeah. I, the answer I give is I'm doing what I, right what I want to do right now. Yeah. If, I, if I did more acting, great. If I did more law, great. You know, it, it, I, I don't want to do one thing. I want to do mm-hmm. more things because I like the balance and I like the variety. I don't like just, I don't like being in the rut, and that's kind of where I felt I was when I started doing the voice. Yeah. I felt I was in the, the daily rut. So, I, I'm the same way. I like doing multiple things because then you you tend to go this burnout and bored. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I was and feeling. I was starting crushed. to feel. I was starting to get to the burnout phase. Mm-hmm. That motivated <laughs> too. I was like, there you uh, go. So I've got to be more. There's more than just doing this for sixty hours, eighty hours a week. So, there you go. Now you've there's a thing here. You you sued TikTok. I did. Bev standing. I'm not sure who that is because I'm not hip or cool. <laughs> what was that about? Yeah, so Beverly Standing is a voice actor in Canada. Oh, okay. And uh, so the AI thing, artificial intelligence. I'm oh. sure you've heard about it. Yeah, I've heard that's so, been a big issue for. So that's been yeah. around for a while. In fact, Bixby, you know, when I recorded that, that was back in you know 2018, 2016, around that time. So that, you know, mm-hmm. AI has been in development all this time. So Bev Standing had done a job back in 2018 timeframe, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be for translation, Chinese translation, and in 2022, 2021, her daughter he. <laughs> Here's her mom's voice on TikTok as the as the text to speech voice. Remember the original text to speech voice? That was Bev standing. Oh, really? So her daughter goes, "Hey, why are you on TikTok? Why did you do this job?" And Beverly's, "I didn't. I didn't do this job." So she traced uh-huh. it back to the, that job that she had done in 2018. Uh-huh. So I I sued in, for, on her behalf in, in the Southern District Federal Court of New, in New York, and they ended up selling the case, you know, because. I don't think it was. It wasn't their intention to to uh, swipe her voice, but you know the the files ended up getting circulating, circulated, and wow. you know ended up in TikTok's hands, and that's kind of how it went down. But uh, you know, it was it was an experience, and I was glad we were able to prevail on that. And then you know, Bev 
definitely was happy about it. But, you know, the only bad thing or the downside is that they took her voice off. Mm. That's the text speech. Put someone else on. But they can use her if they want to. In the future. <laughs> they just got to work a deal up, maybe. Yeah. You know, probably a lot of this is going to be going on in the future with AI. You know, I mean, basically, the joke yes. is with Chat GPT is they basically just scrape the internet and then yep. they're, now they're selling it back to you. Right. And I know there's some suits I'm sure you're familiar with where yes. I think the uh, Booker Authors Association yep. are suing. You know, and evidently some books and materials were used to train the device. Yes, authors, authors, and artists. Wow. Painters and photographers, there are, there's class action suits going on. And that's, so ChatGBT is what they call generative AI, mm -hmm. which means that the computer creates its own artwork, our own writing, based on all the internet, all the, everything that's on the internet. So... Mm -hmm. AI, basically the computers scour 20 billion files a second and come up with everything that's out there. And then, so say someone wants a picture of a dog. They'll type on ChatGPT, I want a picture of a dog. So the internet will go out there and they'll scour every picture of every dog out there and come back and it'll create a, a unique looking dog combining all of the files that it found out there. Mm -hmm. So that's generative AI. And that's, so what happened, what's going on with these lawsuits is what you said. The authors and the artists are claiming that their copyrights are being violated because they're being trained and being used to create new works. And so far, the judges are not buying that because they, they, they're saying there's no proof that their works were used mm -hmm. because you can't really, you know, the work's not recognizable. You can't really, it's not, you can't really sit, look at it and say, that's so-and-so's work. So until that happens, you know, the, the suits are, or until Congress steps in, does passes legislation, you know, it's going to be tough to pursue these these types of cases yeah. on generative AI. And of course, if something's recognizable, you know, standing, yeah. her voice is recognizable, even though that was AI-generated files, she's able to pursue because, number one, she, can, she copyrighted her files, mm -hmm. and number two, because of her likeness, they're mm -hmm. using her likeness. Yeah, so that's the issue when when it comes up and, and it doesn't. There's no likeness, mm -hmm. or there's no copying directly of of a painting or a book. You know how much of it, how much of it has to be used before it's infringement, and how do you tell how much of it was used before you can make an infringement claim? There so, you go. And I think sometimes, sometimes you have the. I mean, in her case, this probably would apply, but because they were just ripping her off directly. But then there's there's also parody. Does yes. does does parody cover AI? Because we're like we're taking what they had and making it our own yep. better. So, so there's a couple of First Amendment protections mm -hmm. from any copyright infringement. Parody is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and if it's a documentary or news or learning. Mm -hmm. Those are other exceptions. You know, you could take a, somebody's book and bring it into a class and teach a class the writing in the book, and that's not that's not an infringement because it's educational. Yeah, plus they're not selling it. I mean, technically, the college is making some money, I think. Right. Yeah, they're, it's not about. being used for commercial purpose. Yeah, even yeah. if they're selling the book to the students, that's fine because it's, it's educational. It's protected by the First Amendment. Wow. So there you go. Parody is the same thing. So if you're if you're parodying or you know making fun of clearly making fun of an original work 
then that's protected by the First Amendment. There you go. You know, the writer's strike that and, and the actor's strike that was going on, one of the big concerns was, is, you know, AI and likenesses being used. Somebody told me, I don't know if this is true, but back when uh, it started with The Crow, when the lead actor of The Crow died, the, the, the Hollywood evidently started storing images of actors. Yes. And, and film and keeping like a file. They recently, I guess, did this with Harrison Ford on his recent yep. movie where they were able to play, they were able to imprint old recorded video of him. And then they probably do some trick with the mouth or whatever. But evidently, they have enough of it of him saying shit where they can match it all up and it's indexed. Yep. yep. And, you know, we saw that with Carrie Fisher, of course. You know, she appeared in several Star Wars movies post mortem. Yep, James um, Earl Jones, mm -hmm. Val Kilmer. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, of Val Kilmer. Yeah, back before he had yeah cancer and stuff. Yeah, a lot of. But I mean, the then the question is, is do, who gets paid for all this stuff, right? And that's exactly what what the strike was about, and the strike mm -hmm. actually resolved part of that issue. <laughs> yeah. So, what the strike, the resolution of the strike said, if if you work a film, mm -hmm. work a project, do a voice on a project, they can take your your files so they could take your whatever you recorded for that project and they can use it to for that project without mm -hmm. you getting paid additionally right but if you if they store your, your your picture and they want to use it in the future you have to give your consent and they have to pay you you have to bargain mm -hmm. so you can ask for whatever you want it, it has to be bargained for there's no scale on it there you go Except the, they said the minimum has to be, you have to get paid for one day of scale, of scale but I'm sure, I'm sure people are going to want yeah. more than that. And then for generative AI, you don't need to get anyone's permission. Hmm. So if they do a generative AI and there's no recognizable person, so if they take all those file, all the people that they have on file and come up with a new looking and sounding person, completely hmm. generated virtually, there's, they don't have to get permission for that. Wow. They don't need to pay anybody for that. Wow. And that's what the that's what the resolution was of the Maybe Hollywood that. just make like new actors based upon, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's the fear. Yeah. You can you can take George Clooney and Brad Pitt and I don't know, a couple other good looking guys and ram them together and get the exactly. greatest exactly. hits. Exactly. Yeah, then the you, uh, you asked about consent and or you asked about permission or who gets paid mm -hmm. or who they get permission from. So when they get the consent you have to say specifically that you want your consent to live on after you pass. Oh. Or you don't want it. To, or it will. If you don't say, I mm -hmm. don't want this, I want this to die with me, mm -hmm. this consent, it will it will live on after you pass mm -hmm. the consent. And if there is no consent, there was no consent given ever, then, then the family and the person and the, the actors pass. The family, the estate can give mm -hmm. consent. But if you the producer says that they look for the family and couldn't find them, then the union can give consent. Oh, so really? That's what they that's what they worked out in the in the deal. Hmm. So sounds like some unions got some power there. Yeah, exactly. The union, you know, they, the the ball's in motion a little bit. So like you said, they could come up with a whole bunch of new actors, and you know, combining a bunch of visuals that they have, and they don't have to pay actors anymore. Wow, Which would not be good, but uh, I don't. I don't think we're we're not close to that. that Most time. people know I am. I'm an assimilated character from Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and a few <laughs> James Bond figures. 
Nice. So, there you go. I'm all, I'm all put together. The only problem is 55, but I don't know. It didn't turn out like they thought it would. It just went the opposite way. But, so you just yeah. outed yourself at your AI? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, every now and then you'll see me glitch and uh, gives you the hint. I'm part of the Matrix, actually. So, Anderson. The So I know that some of these things are kind of, there are kind of some more, I think, laws for this in place with dead actors, right? That have passed on, you know, anytime someone wants to use Marilyn Monroe's images or film. But this is very different because, you know, they're they're just making stuff with it now. They're right. not using old film. Correct. Well, they're using the, so the way that it works, um, they still need, if they're going to do something from scratch, mm -hmm. they still need actors. Yeah. So they get an actor to come in and, and do the motion capture. So they would, you know, act out, you know, like an animation, they would act everything out mm -hmm. on the screen, on a green screen. And then they would have an actor come in and do the, the lines. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is just they just take the skin, they just take the pictures of mm -hmm. whoever the actor is, Marilyn Monroe, and take they take a little piece. They only need like a minute of her voice. Wow! To to make it sound decent. If they have more, they'll make it. They can make it sound perfect. And they so they mm -hmm. take that and they they use that for her voice, and that's how the character becomes looks like Marilyn Monroe. Wow! Because they, they it's real, but real actors are still they're still working. You still so, have to keep real. They're just not seen. They're going to be Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> there you go. One of my friends, J.S. Gilbert, is ringing in. He says, oh, what's nice. up, Robin Chris? Do you know J.S.? Oh, I know him very well. Yes. Hey, J.S., how's it going? There you go. There you go. He. I was wondering why he was ringing in. I'm like, he never rings in on the thing, and we've been friends for years. Oh, wow. Uh, but and then I realized he's a voiceover actor. Yes. He's, he does voiceover. He he's does. been doing that for a long time. In fact, I called him one time. I'm like, hey, what's the best mics I should buy? And he probably went, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this question all the time. Yeah, he has 500,000 mics in his basement or something from what I understand. And, I'm and sure he does. yeah, he's, he, if anybody knows stuff, but and then he used to do stand up comedy in, in, in LA. I can see so that. He has jokes yep. about babysitting the kids there at the comedy store as everyone had to do back in the day. And uh, I think it was the comedy store, one of those. And then of course, hanging out with the stuff. So, great stuff there what's the future that you see with ai and what sort of impact it's going to have and you know how you're preparing your attorney firm to to kind of take on these future things you know on attorney and demand stuff what's what's what do you see maybe coming down the pike that you're anticipating yeah right now what's going on there's a lot of theft going on mm. anyone that's created character voices mm. you know that's those are being scraped and stolen left and right you know people that create character voices mm -hmm. the fans go out there they they get samples of them and then they'll do some kind of fan film or something or you know whatever and post wow. it up on youtube so that that's that's going on so there's actually a website called uber duck where you can go on there and vo voice actor can fill in the form show where the you know, the character voice is being used illegally and blacklist wow. themselves so that people are put on notice you know not to do this mm -hmm. but there's yeah. really it's really, you know, it, it's really, there's no enforcement mechanism really, except for whoever created that character originally mm -hmm. can, can sue for infringement. But, you know, normally it's not the actor that, sometimes it's the actor, but most, most of the time it's not the actor that created the character. You know, it's some kind of big company, Disney owns the mm -hmm. character. So then you, yeah. they, they'd have to be the one that does, takes action. So it, yeah. it, it makes it tough if a, if a character voice is associated with a particular actor and, you know, someone swipes it then it you know it 
it's it puts them in a very tough position in order to get that stopped. And that's why yeah. that's why Uber Uber Duck came up so that it was kind of a a way to at least out the people to say that my voice is my character voice is being used illegally and mm-hmm. I don't want to do AI. That's what the form says. I don't want to do AI. So that's mm-hmm. how they're blacklisted. They blacklist oh, wow. themselves. Okay. All right. The uh, you know I know that's a big thing. I mean we we get a lot of our videos still on YouTube. I imagine and we have to do copyright claims, take down stuff and all that crap. At one point it was quite out of control. The uh, I don't think anybody copies the show, but they they copy our review product stuff. Uh, we will review a lot of products, so they copy that. But uh, I would imagine you you know you can ask sites to take it down or force them to take it down if you file a copyright infringement or. Yeah, technically, technically, it's supposed to be the. That's what I mean. If it was, a, it has to be the origin or the, the owner, owner of the product. Would, but I mean, I think they're allowing actors also to put the takedown notices down. Yeah. But not not all of them are. Some yeah. of them are like, no, you need the owner to make this claim. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting because I thought that with copyright, imagine if the, it's copyrighted like by Disney, they right. technically own the copyright. Right. Even I mean, because I know you're. If if I appear in a picture, or my voice does, or something like that, and I haven't paid for it or compensated or any sort of contract, I can have that taken down yes. because I'm part of the copyright. If That's I appear likeness. in the picture, likeness, likeness. okay, yeah. So you're using your likeness. Is it the same the same for voiceover then? Yeah. No, because if it was just you, if it was just me, mm-hmm. like right here talking. Yes, mm-hmm. but if I'm creating a character. That it's, it's not really my likeness. It's the you're creating it's the character. character. So then, yes, it, yes, you created it. So yes, you have some claim to it, but you're not the copyright owner. You wow. might be. You maybe you created it and copyrighted it yourself, and that's, that's fine. But, but you yeah. may have done it with a script that that Disney wrote. Ah. So that so that Disney would be the one that owns that character, owns that performance, yeah. basically owns everything. You know, you, you, you know the, when the the actors. You know, but the actors associated with it. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's where they're they're invested. So then that's where they want to try to to get it taken down. But sometimes, sometimes the sites won't let them. Sometimes they say that the owner has to make the claim. Wow, so, it's crazy, man. It's very um, crazy. Yeah, lots of stealing and lots of ripping off. And I'm sure your AI and you know the deep fakes and all this stuff that's going on. They say this next election going to come up is going to have a lot of deep fakes hitting it. Yes, and I know. I know legislation is. I know that there's, there's been a lot of talks about how to legislate this and how to mm-hmm. pass laws about it. And that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why it's being paid attention to, mm-hmm. is because the politicians, I'm sure some of them already got deep faked, and that's like their oh, greatest yeah. fear that they're going to be deep faked saying something that you might actually you know, do something for a change. <laughs> exactly. They're actually they're actually been they've been they've been talking about it. You know, it's been in committee for a couple you know a while. I don't know yeah. how long, but. Months, it's gonna so. it's gonna get out of hand. There's right now I see on TikTok and there, I don't know what kind of scam it is, but it's some sort of thing that's selling some sort of Bitcoin or uh, a Bitcoin variation of a money coin, I suppose you call it, and signing up for some service that ha- houses Bitcoin. It, and, it, and they have all these people that they've done fake. That they've done fake. Uh, what did I say it was the fake Bitcoin. Bitcoin. No, the fake uh, voiceover facial. Deepfake? Thing. Deepfake. They've done deepfakes on like Warren Buffett, CNN, Anchors. There's a whole mess of them, and yep. it's all yep. over the place. And I I'm like, it. how is TikTok letting this happen? I saw one with Tiger Woods. Where he's, yeah. Uh, he was saying, you know. You get this free well, coin if you sign up fake. or something. Yeah. Well, you get a free yeah. set of clubs if you, you know, sign up. Oh, really? 
or fifty bucks or whatever. You know, <laughs> but it was it was a it was a deep fake. It was completely it was crazy. Yeah. It would look real too. Yeah. I mean, it's like Warren Buffett was offering people if they sign up, they're like, we're giving away a free coin. You got a free coin if you come to this website and sign up. And I'm just like, yeah, put in your social security number and see how that works. <laughs> your birthday and whatever. But it's all over TikTok. And I'm just like, how is this? This is really abusive deep fakes. I mean, yeah. some are really good. Elon Musk seems to be one of the popular ones they like to deep fake, um, where he's, you know, selling stuff or endorsing stuff and the mouth the mouth thing is so bad you're just like dude that's not even well some of them aren't that's the yeah. problem like some yeah. of them are bad and you laugh but some of them aren't yeah. some of them are pretty good yeah. so and yeah. then i i actually just uh, i got a call from a client today about that about how tiktok is has used one of his songs as one of the you know like when you, you oh, create the videos and make the song yeah, and yeah, using yeah. his song and he wrote to them and they took it down and then but a whole bunch of other people had already copied the song so it's still out there and now they won't respond to him. He's written to two or three times. So wow. TikTok, in my in my experience, they're not really they're not very quick to jump on the copyright infringement stuff. That's an interesting. It's an interesting. So people just need to know about this stuff. So final thoughts as we go out on everything you do and how you do it, and plugging people to take a look at some of the services you're offering. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as you can tell, I'm experienced with AI. Mm -hmm. I do litigation and then I, I create trademarks or I do trademarks and copyright for people. I create LLCs, you know, so really do I do taxes, anything business related, arts related, you know, give me a call. <laughs> no Fair problem. Or, or just go on online and go on my website. You know, but I do, I love the acting side too. So even if anyone has a question about how to get into acting or get into voiceovers, you know, that's something that you can ask me about as well. And like I had said before, my websites are robscigesq.com, robsigesq.com. My acting site is robertpaglia.com. And www.attyondemand.com is for the membership program. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Robert, for coming on the show. It's been a really interesting discussion on what the future of everything is going to hold. And it sounds like a lot of, you know, with AI, it sounds like a lot of good work coming up for attorneys <laughs> oh definitely job well, security <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of litigation i'm sure <laughs> there you go thank you much, very much robert for coming on the show thanks so much for tuning in go to goodreads.com for chess chris foss linkedin.com for chess chris foss youtube.com for chris foss chris foss one and uh and uh, what's the other thing chris foss facebook.com the nice thing about being ugly and having radio face is no one ever copies my likeness <laughs> they do it well, on facebook your voice though your voice is your like yeah, so. i expose if you want i don't know have fun with that with a with a face for radio and a voice for print that's what i i stole that off of somebody so sorry to better bachelor <laughs> on youtube it's a great line thanks for tuning in be good to each other stay safe we'll see you guys next time